Welcome to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we meet with some of the world's best leaders and chat through where they got leadership right, but importantly, where they got it very wrong. Where they stuffed it up, got reprimanded, suspended, or even fired, and all the gory details that go with it. Each week, we'll meet with a new leader, hear their trials, tribulations, and what they have learned from their experiences. Leadership isn't always pretty, is it? But by being vulnerable and talking about our shortcomings, you can grow the empathy within your team and show your team that you're worthy of their trust. So buckle up and let's get ready to hear what it takes to be a braver leader. All right, welcome team. And today I have with me Georgie Randon. And Georgie is the Head of Marketing and Customer Experience at Homework Workspace in London. Hello, Georgie. Hello, Sam. It's um, an absolute pleasure to have you on here. I'm very excited about this. We've been talking about this for ages. Um, yeah, and through one thing, one thing or another, me being sick, you being away, me cancelling on you, whatever, we haven't managed to get it done, have we? No, not until now. Which not is- until now. <laughs> and, and here we are. And I'm, I'm super excited to have you on here today, A, because I like chatting to you and you and I have a good chat, um, but also because we're, we're taking a bit of a different spin today, aren't we? And that we're talking to somebody who's in a team who reports to a CEO. And even though you're a head of a department yourself, you, you report to a CEO and we're going to flip this on its head and say, well, what do you see CEOs stuffing up doing badly doing well and what do you want as a team member right sounds good wicked wicked and so uh, I guess how are you first and foremost tell me a bit about how things are going for you at the moment yeah good I'm I'm good there's um never a dull moment working at homework it's always busy which is great Mm. um but yeah just looking to tie up lots of projects towards the end of the year before things start to unwind a little bit over Christmas and and so you you? get you get some time. I'm, I'm great. Thank you for asking. Uh, I should I should actually talk about how I am. No, I'm really good. I, I'm super busy at the moment, which is, is a great position to be in. And I'm looking forward to a break as well. Will you guys get much of a break? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I have the week before Christmas off, which is nice. And then we are open in the middle, but only for a few days. So it'll be a, a much smaller team over the middle days. And we give our teams either a break in, in the beginning. So everyone gets about a block of seven or 10 days off. So um, mm. they'll have a break at the beginning of Christmas or in the middle or at the end. Um, mm. So we make sure everyone has a good rest over Christmas. Nice, nice. And you will focus, homework focuses a lot on making sure that the team is really cared for, don't they? It's yeah. a big thing that I've noticed. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and sorry, every man on the planet, but it is a very female centered business and led by a female CEO, right? Yeah. Do you think that has something to do with it? Definitely. Um, Claire has a very caring approach in her leadership. Um, she is a busy mum who's a very, very busy entrepreneur, um, but she does everything with a lot of care and um, she's really kind and she every decision she makes is is with the team in mind so mm. I think that's kind of filtered through to the rest of us um, mm. and it's certainly something that I noticed in her when I first joined homework because I start I was the first ever hire so I've been wow. with them from the very beginning and it was something that I noticed in Claire actually and in Sam as well so um, I know you've spoken to Claire on this podcast before but mm. her and her husband are the co-founders and mm. They're just like the most welcoming family. You know, they mm. welcome you into their house like you're one of their own. And 
they're, they're like that in their approach in business as well which is really lovely and it, it makes for a really nice place to work a really nice place for our customers to be and yeah I think she just Claire's a very genuine person she's a very true person and that definitely has an effect on the rest of the team and it's something that we have fostered in our values and having your team our team are everything to to us as a business especially mm. the front of house team the site teams the people who are on the ground running the workspaces and making sure that they're looked after is our priority because if they're taken care of they'll be doing the best job they can and therefore hopefully creating the best experience for our customers and therefore meaning that we'll be able to take this much bigger than when we are now i'm fascinated by that whole idea of uh family values seeping into business Mm. um and and team sport actually there's there's a team um I used to follow, well, I still follow, but I don't live in New Zealand anymore, um, called the New Zealand Breakers. And when they were very successful for, I think, a period of about sort of six or seven years, um, that is exactly how they did it. It was all family values. And so mm-hmm. they they would bring team members in, they would uh, break bread with them, they would, you know, come around to the, the, the owner's house, that kind of thing. And it was all like, hey, welcome to our family. Is mm. that something that happens with you? Do you feel with you with you? All? Yeah, it definitely, it definitely does. And it definitely happened with me when I first joined Homework, because I came from Homework, um, from my previous job at Roslyn Coffee, where I was very much part of a family there as well. Mm. Um it was a different setup and it's a, it's a coffee shop in central London, but certainly the values that, that Matt and James, the founders of Roslyn fostered as well, were definitely very family orientated. One of them's Aussie, one of them's Irish, and they just made like a really brilliant place to work. And I always felt a part of something when I was there. So when I came to homework, being the first hire, I was suddenly on my own completely. And um, it was very different to start with, very, very different, but it meant that I with all that I'd learned being in my previous like jobs and especially at Roslyn, I could bring that into a business myself. And I think when I first joined, um, the first time I met Claire was with her three-year-old daughter, Izzy. And it quite quickly became apparent to me that that was, you know, the norm. And she mm. was always going to have her little kiddies in tow and she still does now. Mm. Um, but it doesn't stop her from being, you know, a brilliant leader and, mm. you know, showing the care and the passion homework that she does with her own family and yeah all of the Tuckers are very welcoming you you definitely feel part of the Tucker family working at homework I'd say Mm, okay nice and what what exact things does happen at homework to make it feel like a family I'm uh you know the the welcoming of the family kind of element but what what happens we've definitely got um an open door policy so I mean it's something that I definitely foster as a leader myself and make very clear to the team when I'm hiring a new team member or a new team members joining us that they can always come to me with anything mm. um, and I think that you know in their professional and in their personal life and that immediately creates a trust between you and and your co-worker and then you know we spend we're still quite small so we I see most of my team daily and if mm. not I'll spend a week in one site and a week in another mm. and I do check in with all of them I ask them how they're doing I do all of that sort of thing and I think when you are genuinely friends with people and you genuinely care about the people that you're working with and the people around you you quite quickly become like a family and mm. because we're you know all working towards the same goal and a lot about you know Claire's very clear with the team about what she's wanting from homework and what she wants from us as a team and 
we're all we all want that as much as she wants it and I think mm. because we're all kind of striving for that same goal it means that we're rallying with each other and we're going through the highs and lows of being in a startup but we've always got each other's backs and I think that that's what kind of creates that environment mm. um we also you know we hang out with each other outside of work we're, we're mm. actually friends <laughs> you know we don't just come into the office and say hi and sit down and sit at mm. our desks kind of thing there's definitely mm. you know lots of banter lots of friendships within our within our teams closer friendships and all mm. of that sort of thing mm. um and I think that just makes for a really nice environment to be in to be honest mm. and mm. hopefully yeah. that translates to the customer as well Oh, it definitely does, right? And you you can see that can't can't you that people care about what they do and people care about each other. Therefore, they care about the people that are setting foot in in their place as well, right? Yeah, in exactly. Space. So many businesses try and maybe not businesses, but people try and sort of stay away from. Oh, I don't want to be too friendly with people because of this, right? Mm-hmm. Or I want to keep a separation. Um, but actually it seems that the opposite is true, right? And you can actually maintain those relationships, have a really good relationship with people. And yeah. that doesn't mean that you can't set performance goals and manage performance in those contexts, I don't think, mm. right? No, definitely. I think as well, you know, our our team are quite young and quite a few people are quite like early in their career so they're this is their first kind of real job if you like so Mm. for me as a leader having kind of been through a few jobs to get to here is really important to sort of foster those same values that I've experienced myself because they're not going to suit everybody and not everybody is going to want to feel a part of a you know a family environment or you know isn't going to use be thinking of homework being their future career forever or whatever it might be but still if they can come in and enjoy being in an environment where they're happy to come to every day they look forward to coming to every day and they feel like they're really heard and they're trusted and all of that sort of thing I think it makes for a really like yeah positive environment for everybody and you you've talked a bit about Claire and and um it really sounds like you enjoy working a lot you know with her yeah 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 definitely Definitely. I felt like, well, from when I, from when I joined, there was immediately a lot of trust in, in our relationship. And mm. I was only 21, I think, when I joined Homework, or maybe 20. Mm. Mm, wow. um, so I was very, very young in my career. I hadn't been to university. I sort of just moved to London, worked at Roslyn, and then <laughs> fallen into my job at Homework. And mm. she trusted me. And that was the biggest thing for me was knowing that she really trusted in, in what I wanted to contribute to homework and listen to what I, I had to say. I didn't really know much about co-working at all. I didn't know much about flexible workspace. But I think because we, you know, they'd had this idea of, of starting homework and they really knew what they were wanting to kind of achieve with Putney, it meant that I saw her vision and I just immediately wanted to follow that and and deliver that with her. Do you know what I mean? Um, so you were engaged. Since, really. you, you, you were engaged with the vision. Sorry to, to interrupt you. You, you were yeah, engaged yeah, with the yeah, vision definitely. right from the outset kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I saw, I really saw the vision. I really saw the gap in the market for the business. So yeah. I believed in it and they wanted to bring specialty coffee into homework and they wanted to set up a coffee shop in the front of the workspace and mm. with everything I'd learned at Roslyn I was able to sort of bring that in obviously with the support of Matt and James still because I certainly didn't know 
half of what they know about coffee, but I was still able to contribute that. And that was a really important thing for Claire and Sam. So I immediately felt like valued in, in delivering that to them. Um, and it's just been the same ever since, really. It's been a, it's definitely been a challenging journey with, you know, COVID and all of that sort of stuff and, and growing a business and growing the team. And that does come with its challenges, of course. But when you've got a trusting relationship with someone like your CEO or like someone like Claire, it means that you feel that you can do all of those things. You can. Oh, I've lost you, Georgie. Okay, so it sounds a lot like there was trust there from the outset for you. And because of that, that's, I mean, obviously, trust in any kind of relationship is a good thing. Um, but it's really engaged you and caused you to actually enjoy the work that you're doing. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. I think um, feeling valued and feeling empowered are two big um, motivators for me. Mm. Um and certainly knowing that somebody trusted me with their business and with making mm. decisions within their business mm. was was a massive deal for me, especially mm. at that age. Mm. Um, you know, it was pretty daunting at times because I was quite young in my career and I'd say that I've changed a lot since, since joining Homework. Mm. Um, and having left somewhere where I was quite safe in what I was doing in, mm. in Rosden, you know, I was mm. working in hospitality and it, don't get me wrong, that was that was very hard hard work the job mm. that I did there but mm. I was sort of safe because I was part of the front of house team and mm. you know I had managers that were doing the the hard stuff if you like I was sort of just had to show up and you know do my job properly and smile mm. and make the customers enjoy their day and all of that sort of stuff whereas here there's a lot more responsibility um mm. so knowing that I'm trusted and that Claire really values everything I do and Sam as well mm. um you know, it means a hell of a lot. Mm, yeah, totally. And so that's clearly something that you look for. And I understand that, right? Like autonomy uh, mm. and a sense of purpose, right? So if you said, you know, you, you've said earlier on, I really saw the vision and I bought into it. And then mm. you were given autonomy in your role, right? So, mm. and it sounds like, so this is a, this is a real Dan Pink. Um, he's a guy, a, 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 an author I love who talks about, employees or team members want autonomy mastery so getting better at what they're doing and a sense of purpose and then they'll do whatever they want you know do whatever you want really because they they feel engaged yeah yeah definitely yeah i nice. can agree nice. i relate to all three of those <laughs> yeah nice nice and so talk to me about what else you're seeing from claire and how else she's giving you those sort of those those three things the vision for homework has definitely changed since we first started um, but being really clear in her communication and what she sees that being mm. has meant that on the ground, while I'm, you know, more of a point of contact for the for the team and kind of running the operations and doing that sort of thing, she's able to like go big and visualize what she wants homework to be in the future. And she's able, she's also able, I guess, to, you know, while juggling her crazy life, still still be a mum to her kids, which is why she wanted to start homework and have own business so that she could be more flexible and so that she could be more present in her like young kids starting school and, and being mm. involved in all of that sort of thing um which I definitely is a hard thing to do I think for a, for a very um entrepreneurial businesswoman and mm. she's definitely you know got big ideas for what she'd like homework to be but by communicating that with us as a team and being really transparent in how she wants that to be delivered 
means that we can then turn around and be like okay well we're going to go and do this 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 mm. and this and mm. it will deliver this these results and mm. then it will take us to this next step and by the time that we get to the next step she's already 10 steps ahead of us so then we've got to catch <laughs> up and get to those 10 steps um yes. but yeah i think i mean the, the, the main things for me is is trust communication and to be heard really and then mm. you, you do feel like that you can you know go and deliver your job because i hate micromanaging i don't like i don't want someone watching over me and and you know always checking i'm doing everything correctly but i i do like the autonomy and and being trusted and and knowing you know my manager or my lead and knowing that they can trust me and what i'm doing and if i'm not doing what they're doing they can tell me because mm. um, yeah. i think that's the main thing really isn't it it's about communication well you and you mentioned um uh you know about being heard it kind of goes both ways doesn't it but Mm -hmm. um let's let's look at it from the perspective of a team member for a moment it's so important isn't it yeah definitely especially for the wider team as well you know I I've worked very closely with Claire but the, the wider team don't always see as much of her or have as much contact with her you know as I would so it's important to you know, for us to do really regular feedback with the team, to chat mm. with the team, to listen to the team, to be a sounding board for them, to take on their ideas and all of that sort of thing. We have our, te- our team monthly meetings where we all catch up in person mm. um, and usually Claire leads those and we'll kind of give a bit of a business update so it keeps everyone in the loop of where we're at with everything. And then mm. it's an opportunity for the team to kind of bring questions to the table or you know, naturally with, with being in a startup, things change quite frequently. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, we're, we're quite good at just kind of going with the flow now and just keeping mm. things rolling and keeping things moving. But that's not to say that the team kind of don't need the, the normal structure that they would have in an, any other business. Um, but what's really important, I think, for us in, in kind of the middle roles, working alongside Claire and, and being a report for the team is is also to sort of protect them from some of the changes that they don't necessarily they don't affect them or that they don't need to know about every single tiny detail and it's working out the way of communicating that with the team in a way that then resonates with them they can Mm. action it or they can start working in the way that we would like them to um but in a way that doesn't like set them off if you know what i mean and i think that's been something that we've struggled with in the past and it, it does when things change frequently it is challenging at times especially doing that at scale with with now three sites and a fourth coming online in the new year but all of those sort of logistical things come with time and we're now figuring all of that out and I think the team are benefiting from that massively which is great. I'm still lingering on this being heard point just for a moment here, but when you've got the opportunity to actually say what you think out loud, be it agreeing or disagreeing with somebody, what mm. does it make you feel as a team member? Valued, I guess. Mm. And, you know, I think it's important in any business to to have different types of personalities that do bring different ideas. And mm. it's important to balance those. And it's mm. also important to make sure that, in the right context everyone's ideas are heard and Mm. listened to Mm. um and it's not necessarily that you're heard and then it's just that was conversation done it's you're heard there's an action that comes after it and there's a follow-up or whatever it might be um that means that you do genuinely feel heard instead Mm. of do you know do you know what i'm trying to say rather than having somebody to just sit there and listen to what 
point of feedback you're giving or um you know if you're agreeing or disagreeing on a point it's actually what they then do after that right so rather than just paying lip service to it they actually follow through yeah exactly yeah no i, I understand and i think that's such a challenge for to the world of work today is that we all work in teams right and we're all knowledge workers none of us are, are factory work well not no, none of us but there are very few factory workers these days right um mm-hmm. in, in the world that we work in anyway and so therefore actually your knowledge is super valuable regardless of how experienced you are because you mm. see things differently. In fact, mm. there's an argument perhaps that your, your point of view m- might be just as valuable or even more valuable than somebody who's been there for a while because you, you've you got a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, exactly. You bring something new to the table. Exactly. And you might look at things a different way. And mm. it's a real struggle I see with um with with people in leadership positions especially who are probably my age-ish um and older who say well actually I I think I do have all the answers so Mm -hmm. while I'll listen to you thanks very much but I'm just gonna listen to you and then carry on and do things actually asking for input actually asking for feedback it's quite challenging because when you're put in this position of power or influence you're supposed to know everything almost right which is Mm. a bit of a fallacy nowadays isn't it yeah definitely I mean I certainly don't know everything (laughs) um um, I mean maybe as we've grown I definitely have as you know suffered a little bit with with the niggling feeling of imposter syndrome Mm. and I think being one of the younger team members in terms of age but the person who's been here for the longest mm. I've occasionally found it challenging managing people who are older than me mm. but I think that's also taught me you know lots in the sense that different people require different types of leadership and different communication and report not report sorry they respond better to different types of communication and it's sort of about learning that and just being able to adapt and evolve and know that you you don't always have the answer and you know you're not always going to sit in a conversation in a one-to-one and and have the answer for the person who's brought a question to you Mm. um but what what's important is listening to them and Mm. giving them a voice and Mm. knowing that the employee especially our team have a voice and also in a space that's safe and and a space that they feel that they can kind of be their true selves and how, how do you set that up? How do you, you know, because it's a, an easy thing to say and quite a hard thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And we're still finding our feet with with delivering it across the whole team, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely learned lots from you. That's <laughs> <laughs> was braver leaders. Um, I think, well, I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> we do um, semi-annually um, feedback surveys that are anonymous for the whole team. Cool. So they're actually called your voice surveys and it's about it takes about 15, 20 minutes to do. Um, and it asks you a series of questions with kind of knowing what your roles and responsibilities are, feeling like you belong, you know, feeling like you're heard, all of that sort of nice. stuff. And mm-hmm. it provides us with really clear and honest feedback because it's obviously anonymous. So people can be as honest as they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows us to recognize things that certain people might not necessarily want to speak about in a one-to-one or you know directly to me or directly to Claire or directly to any of the other senior team um but they've got this safe environment to say what they really feel 
Um, and it also gives us an idea, or it's an engagement survey at the end of the day, it gives us an idea of how engaged our team are and if they, you know, they might, if they're saying one thing and doing another and if they are truly satisfied and truly happy because it's quite easy to say, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. Mm. You know, when you're face to face with someone, but actually when you're not, it's easier to be honest and say, no, I'm not, or I prefer yeah. it if we did things this way, or I prefer it if we were communicated with in this way. Mm. Um, and I think it's just about responding to that feedback and and adapting accordingly and, and making sure you do those reg regular surveys and have regular touch points with your team so that you can keep building on it because you're never going to have the right answer you're never going to find the right solution because it's just going to evolve over time as the business grows and changes a survey is one thing yeah and giving them that voice and it's a great sort of entry into that isn't it into mm -hmm. it's all right to speak up it's all right to say what you want then how do you keep um, uh, how do you keep fostering that in person? So um, for for us at Homework, so our our site managers have one to ones with their um, front of house team weekly. So only mm -hmm. only in like ten minute chat, see how their week's been, mm -hmm. how they're doing, how they're feeling, um, you know, if they felt accomplished that week, and if not, why not? Just an opportunity to to have a, a quite informal chat and how they're doing. Um, and then they have more formal one-to-ones as well with the front of house team on a monthly basis. So they'll mm. sit down with them and um, look at their goals and objectives and see how they've been performing against those. And then um, the same for the site managers as well. Um, it's still something that we're evolving and introducing being, in, being a startup and it takes time to sort of get these things happening frequently and, you know, creating results and things like that. But I definitely feel like we're getting to a point where it is becoming a lot more structured. Um, which is really important for a business like ours. So that was actually one of the important points in, in our feedback and our most recent feedback was about structure and making that clearer for the team. Mm. So that's something that we're, you know, implementing and, and making sure is something we carry forward. So yeah, one-to-ones are really important for us. Mm. Um, mm. But like I said earlier, you know, knowing that we have an open, open door policy and mm. that the team can come to me with, with anything you know sometimes mm. they'll just send me a message and say have you got 10 minutes today for a quick chat and I'll mm. always you know give up 10 minutes of my time to have a phone call with them mm. and sometimes they just want to offload or they just want to you know tell me about something that has happened or that they want me to be aware of and immediately you can kind of see or you can feel you can hear that release in their in their voice after that conversation yeah, gotcha. um so yeah I mean it comes in in communication I guess from me and, and making sure that the team know that they can mm. come to me at any time. But I think by doing that, particularly at this level with the size of team that we have now, if we foster that value in everything we do at the moment, mm. it should be something that we can then scale. Mm. Um, because if we've got, you know, site managers or managers who are running the spaces who are fostering those same values with their team, Mm. then there's no reason why it can't be at all different levels. All right. So we've talked a lot about what you need <laughs> to be a success. Mm. What, what about what you don't need and what's maybe some things that you've seen and you've gone, oh, let's do a little bit less of that. <laughs> um, that, mm. you know, you've, you've kind of looked at or seen leaders that you've worked under do and just thought, oh, maybe not. What are your thoughts? I think um, micromanaging. <laughs> gotcha. Um, 
I actually, I know you asked me if I'd ever had any bad leaders and I'm very lucky to say that I've had so few. Mm. <laughs> um, I can think of all of the leaders that I've had in my career so far, basically since I left school. Um, and they've all impacted me in a really positive way. Nice. Um, but I do remember when I worked in retail, having someone like look over me all the time and check that I was doing the right thing all the time really bothered me because I didn't feel like they trusted what I was doing. And I knew what I was doing because I was only folding clothes. So it wasn't that hard. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't enjoy my job then because I wasn't trusted with what I was doing and I felt like I was being watched like a hawk. And if I did one thing incorrectly, I was being told off for it rather than coached, if you like. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So yeah, I don't I don't respond well to that kind of communication personally. Mm. I don't think anybody does, do they? And I mean, it's it's essentially the opposite of what we just talked about, isn't it? Because there's no autonomy. Mm. Um, the the work is not purposeful at all because you're essentially just doing a task, and everybody they're watching you along the way mm. to make sure you actually complete it well. And and there's no opportunity. Well, there might be an opportunity to get better at it, but you probably don't want to because the person's mm. watching you like a hawk. I don't, and you don't feel like you can get better because you're always going to make a mistake in their eyes. Right, there you go. So that that's it's kind of the opposite, isn't it? Mm, exactly. Yeah, well, a complete absence of trust, right? And it, it, I'm sure, had nothing to do with you and everything to do with the other person. Mm. Um, but leaders don't realise that, do they? That actually... Um, by giving their team members a bit of uh, scope and a bit of space to make things their own. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something I always think is interesting. There's, as, soon as, you, as soon as you bring somebody else into your business, it's no longer just yours. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, your name might be on the, on the piece of paper that says I'm a director of the business, but this person is a part of it, regardless yeah. of what what the name says on the on the on the um, the shareholders agreement. Yeah. So uh, immediately, this person has a, an effect, right? And so, how you treat them in terms of um, being a good leader, giving them space, letting them advance, and it all sounds so simple to say, isn't it? But actually, so many leaders just go. Well, no, I've got to control that. Well, no, I yeah. want to control that. And actually, the opposite should be true, shouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think giving up control is a big one. I don't think we've ever felt that that is an issue in homework at all. Mm. Um, you know, Claire's Claire's an accountant, and she is amazing with numbers, and that's mm. always her thing. And mm. you know, she's all over that. But she also knows that she's always you know, willing to listen to your ideas and she's always willing to try something new. And it's never a case of, well, no, it's my business, so I'm not going to do that. It's always, Mm. you know, we're in this together. We're a team. We're striving for this goal. Mm. And I mean, it makes you enjoy your work so much more, right? Because you feel like you can contribute. And Mm. an idea that you, an article that you see or a post that you read on LinkedIn or a podcast that you listen to, you can share or I feel like I can share with Claire and say Claire I heard this 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 and this I think this would be amazing in homework let's give it a go Mm. and she usually goes yeah let's go for it her Mm. favorite thing to say is yep go for it (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, amazing yeah which is great (laughs) Mm. Uh, what about building connections with your leaders so uh, one thing I've been speaking to some team members about recently actually is is that there's a belief that 
when you join a business, the, the leader should build a connection with you. Mm. And I actually happen to think that's a load of shit. Um, that, that, you know, like a relationship is a relationship, right? And leaders are often, often notoriously busy. Mm. I'm not excusing them for not building a relationship with you. I just don't think they do very well sometimes. Mm. So my question, I guess, is, you know, how have you gone about, because you've obviously done a very good job of doing that in your current role, and I'm assuming you did in your previous roles. How have you gone about like building connections with, with the leaders that you've reported to? I think um, there's an element of like managing up. So learning that your leaders need to be managed as well. Mm. Um, and while they might be at the top, it doesn't mean that they don't need accountability and mm. they don't need structure. They don't need all the things that you need as, as a team member. Um, and I also think it's important to not be afraid of that. Um, and to, I mean, I've read a lot about like working in a startup and I read a lot of articles on first round review about, management and leadership and all of that sort of thing mm -hmm. and if you don't make change as an individual if you want more from your leader you can't expect them to do it one without either asking them or two without doing it yourself yeah you're totally because right. if you make that change then how they respond to it is out of your control but if you at least try and make a positive difference and try and make a positive difference in your working relationship if it's not working for you you know that's sort of on you as well you know relationships like you say work both ways and you can't expect everything from your manager or your leader because you know inherently leaders are very busy especially ceos mm. and they've got a business to run you know they've got high expectations to meet and you know while one of their their roles is definitely looking after their team um you've got to take some of that responsibility on yourself um, sure. and i think that's something you learn you definitely learn over time mm. um but because there's, you know, there's roles I've been in before where I've expected my manager to do everything kind of for me, if you like. Mm. But I think that's a little bit of naivety and a little bit of working in slightly different environments. Whereas mm. now, um, you know, I know that if I want to have one to one time with Claire, I've got to plan it accordingly and I'll plan it to fit her diary because I know I know that it will happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I 100% um, do. And, and reaching out, being that person that actually goes and um, facilitates the, the time together is, is yeah. really important, isn't it? I, I, one of my clients recently, um, you know, I, I'll protect uh, client privilege here, but that they, um, one of the things they were facing was, oh, I just don't feel like I'm getting on with my, my new CEO. And it was like, oh, okay. And have you made any effort? Mm. no why would I do that yeah and you're exactly right if you if you start making that effort and showing the behavior that you want you get it in return often don't yeah. you yeah 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 definitely definitely trust openness support you know if th this person's CEO or new boss was really new in the business so um you know I, I just sort of said to them what do you imagine what do you imagine they might be feeling don't know i'm not not really interested do you imagine there might be any interest or any feeling sorry that they are not sure where they should be they're not sure how the company is with what they need to do you know yeah they're a bit more experienced than you but do you think there might be some kind of anxiety there oh i hadn't thought mm -hmm. of it that way could you go and offer some support to that person oh, i suppose i could yeah. And and they did. And, and, you know, it really changed the dynamic of the relationship very, very quickly, you know. 
Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. I've read a lot about managing up and I think it's a really important thing to it's a really important thing to adopt and learn about if you are in a position, like you say, where you're leading, but you're also being led. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So so what's next for you, George? You're, you've got you're, you're taken on the world at Homework Workspace. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to, at least. Um, what's next for me? I care a lot about my team and our team at Homework. And what's really important for me going forward and, you know, has been for the last sort of six months um, is, is creating that environment and uh, place and company that feels like a really great place to be and I think it's something that we have definitely um delivered on you know up till this point I'm not saying that we haven't now but um it's something that will be hard to scale I feel in and in line with keeping all of our other values of delivering a really good customer experience and being the functional and great workspace that we want to be Mm. um but what I would really like to do is is get to a point where we've got that really clearly defined structure for our team and they feel like they've got a real purpose in work and they can see a career in homework and they can identify the opportunities in homework. And I think what, what's been one thing that's that Claire and Sam are both really good at is, is saying to our team that there are opportunities for growth. And while they might not be immediate, they will evolve over time. And, mm. and, you know, if we continue to, do what we're doing and deliver what we're delivering and we can get homework to a point where um you know it could be a scalable business then mm. those opportunities are gonna be everywhere mm. and people who've identified those gaps and seen that or oh, actually we could do with this piece of tech here or we could do with this piece of leadership here or we could do with this i don't know finance reporting here mm. they'll f- identify those areas and they'll sort of cover those those cracks and then they'll see that there's opportunity to grow beyond that point mm-hmm. um so I think for me it would be it's about you know making making homework a really great place to work in and a great place to be for our customers as well great. um they're probably my two biggest things employee and customer experience well I really appreciate you you taking the time to give us all your wonderful insights and I think it's such a valuable point of view you know to be able to look at it look at it from the middle so to speak mm. and you know I don't think you'll be at the middle for long but uh you know it's while you're there I wanted to get your perspective so mm-hmm. but thank thank you so much for sharing it with us and thank you for for chatting and uh always lovely to chat to you yes and you thank you very much for having me yeah yeah of course and we'll speak to you soon all righty Thanks for tuning in to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we discuss with leaders where they got leadership right, but also where they got it very, very wrong. If you'd like to know more, visit us on braverleaders.com or you can email us directly on team at braverleaders.com. Stay tuned and we'll see you very, very soon.